Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. It's the week of June 17th, 2021. This is episode 233, and I am your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight, as always, is Last Chance Kitchen, Karen Randazzo. Please pack your knives and go. Actual Highlander, Angie Fernot. I love cake. And Master of the Universe, Evan Goldstein. Duck. Tonight on the news desk, renewals and cancellations abound, Mouse Rat goes gold, Batman gets reanimated, and much more. But first, how's it going? I should have said something relevant to Highlander. I don't know where I went with the cake. I just, you know, cake or death. <laughs> he didn't, like, warn you that he was going to say something about Highlander with your name. No, he didn't. It's true. I, listen, I just <laughs> happened to have a Top Chef quote, like, locked and loaded. Yeah, that was As scary. As you always do, it's kind of weird, Karen. I know, and then you said something Top Chef, and I started thinking about Great British Baking Show, and I was like, well, how do I... Nope, can't make it work. That's fine. I love cake. All right, moving on. You know what? I thought it worked great. I Thanks. was impressed. The flow was delightful. Guys, can I talk about what I'm watching first? Because it's the shortest list ever. No. Cool. Okay. Good night. <laughs> Bye. I'm just kidding, Angie. Let's uh, let's 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 kick things off because uh, you know, fair warning to all all five listeners, we're tired. Yeah. So, Angie. Tell us what have you been watching? I want to know. I need to know. I know everybody needs to know because you want to know what I've been watching. I have been yeah. watching Black Sails. Okay, Ooh, why? That's a pirate show, right? It is. Do you want to know why I'm watching a pirate show, Chris and Karen? Because pirates are awesome. It, it. The yes, that is very true. Any other guesses? I, I don't. None. I can't guess. Do you have I a know thing for answer. eye patches? Oh, God, if only I did. You it's know, the, the, the function behind the eye patch was actually for when they would go below. De- Never mind. Um, okay, so the, it's it's not just about missing eyes, people. It's about vision. Okay, it's about so. Peg legs. <laughs> there is a guy with one of those, but that's besides the point. Uh, I'm watching that show because I'm actually drawing a pirate comic right now. Right. Yeah, so it's a, it's a rewatch. I love it, and I forgot how much I loved it, and there's definitely a lot of boobs in it um sorry evan because i tried to make him watch it with me when i first started this and he was it's like no, ah. there's nothing to be sorry and about we all know I how like much boobs. evan hates boobs it's yeah, the right? fact of the matter is that every time you sit me down to watch a show it has an incredible amount of boobs that when i sit there i can't you know what am i supposed to do with you sitting on the couch beside me go hey hun look at those boobs yes See, no, i don't that's know why you normal. wouldn't <laughs> I'm usually the one who's like, babe, look at that rack. Like, no, uh, come on. Not going to lie. She does have more porn on her computer than I do. We do have a my- gross <laughs> imbalance of um, boob pics in our relationship and commentary. <laughs> and I'm usually the one who keeps it running. It's so disappointing. But aside from that, uh, yeah, I'm watching that. And Karen? You're watching me? Guess what I finished. I am always watching you. You just don't know it. And it's real creepy. You should creepy. definitely close your blinds. <laughs> I got a feeling that, Angie's that literally like skewed me out a little. I was like looking around, like, wait, what blinds where? There's no blinds here in the basement. I mean, Twelve hours away, also. That is true. You guys didn't know I could teleport. Oh. Listen, for Karen's I just boobs, assumed you had an elaborate network of cameras. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mirrors and cameras and lights and whatnot. No, guess what I finished? Guess what I finished? Oh, it's hurting my brain because I can't remember anything. Black oh, sales? There's this really annoying mom and her dumb teenage daughter and... Janine, Georgia. Yeah. I finished it. I'm I'm proud of you. Well, I said that I would. Um, I was kind of just meh at the ending. Like when shit was going to hit the fan, especially because that lady was going through her desk. I was like, yeah, this is going to be really cool. I can't wait to see how all this stuff plays out. And then they like resolved it really quickly and it actually made sense and i was kind of like fuck you good writing like <laughs> like <laughs> i just i was kind of like you were here for the shit show and it didn't happen right but at the same time a lot of things are, are occurring and a lot more of the story makes sense i just got really mad at jenny for just like taking her brother and running um I think that the reaction of all of her friends actually makes sense for teenage girls. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that what she's doing makes sense for her character. So it's not necessarily that it's poorly written. I'm just fucking mad about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I have to... I have to say, now that you've seen it all, the thing with the fireworks, I was like, oh, <laughs> you're right. You should do it. That's mm -hmm. exactly what you should do in that situation. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know what we're referring to, she took a man's ashes that she had had. She killed the man, undoubtedly. She took his ashes. She had him cremated. There was a um, a private eye closing in on the fact that, like, discovering the fact that she had committed yeah. the murder. And yeah. all he needed was, like, the body to yeah. prove it. Yep. And uh, so she had someone dig up the body and then cremate it. And then she had the ashes in her closet. And at one point, the kids kind of like found the bag, but they were rifling, looking for something else. They didn't realize what it was. And then when her daughter figures it out, she runs back to the closet and the ashes are gone. And then the freaking private eye is standing next to her. And she's like, sometimes, you know, the best way to move on is just, I don't even remember what she says. And then she like looks up and she's basically saying, yeah, I took those ashes and I put them in the fireworks and now people are like covered in this man's ashes essentially. So have fun with these tiny bits of DNA that you can't collect because I lit them on fire in the sky. Oh, like, but like just a the little step further than that, the reason that she killed the guy is because it was her husband, but then he started touching her daughter in mm -hmm. inappropriate ways. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you do with the body of someone who does that. Yeah. First you first you poison them and get away with murder and collect their life insurance, and then you f grave dig their body and burn it and blow it up all over the town. Yeah, she's definitely it's a the criminal. Best thing I've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> the yes. grave digging is not a necessary step. You may could just skip the digging of the grave in the first place and just go straight to the burning but yeah. if you've already gone that far yes dig up the body and then burn it yeah, yeah. so um yeah so she's uh she basically she's she's definitely not a good person she's kind of a villain but like weirdly likable because i feel like it's got a lot to do with the context of where she came from and who she was so i damn it karen i want season two now yay Yep. I converted you. You did it. Well done. You did it. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Other than that, my life is entirely based on work. I just work, 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 work. Guys, did you know I have work? Okay, that's okay. it. Work, Moving on. Work, work, you work. Yep. And back to you guys. Who else is watching things? Someone please entertain me more than I just entertain nobody. 
<laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's let's switch over to Evan. What has Evan been watching? Um, I am still on my Bill Lawrence kick. Um, I'm watching a hell of a lot of Spin City, and I love that show. I like Michael J. Fox. I haven't finished his run of the show yet, so I'm still. I don't remember how much I liked when um, Tiger Blood guy was it. Tiger you know who you know who I'm talking about. Whatever that guy's name Charlie was, Sheen. that's the one. When he takes over, I can't remember. You're welcome. I wasn't going to give it to you. Y'all forgot about the Tiger Blood, didn't you? I didn't. <laughs> um, I did. There was another show by Bill Lawrence called Undateable that I turned on the first episode of the first season, and the laugh track was so over the top that I actually had to shut it off. Usually, I don't notice those things, but it was so so bad that I, I don't I, I like 98% sure I'm not going to be able to watch that show um, we caught up on a bunch of episodes of Clarice which mm. we, we like quite mm-hmm. a bit it's a really really well done show um, very dramatic um, very like it's it's kind of heavy but uh, not as heavy as like the dramas that I enjoy like Black Sail so I don't know if that helps the, the woman who plays Clarice is doing a phenomenal job yeah. of, of that character. Um, my nephew has just got into Thomas the Tank Engine. So Inferno? Thomas and Friends. Thomas and Friends. So yeah. there's 400 plus episodes on my Plex now because I'm a good uncle. Um, Jesus. Yeah. We watched, I, I had to do research to see how much of the of thomas there was and there is a lot of thomas and friends if he's anything like our kids he'll look at the first three episodes and then just watch them over and over again and over and over and over again yeah um well you know there's like six seasons this like there's tons of stuff you haven't seen before yeah i know i like this one (laughs) okay (laughs) there's 21 seasons of thomas and friends um and like lastly i try i'm watching modok Marvel's Modoc. That's not oh, last. Oh right, by we the started way. watching that too. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not last. No, we watched. I'll be there for you. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. I wanted okay, to give yeah. you that so one, babe. Appreciate that. Okay. Um, so I'm watching Modoc because Angela. I I watched the first episode and I know she's not going to have any interest in this at all. Um, I I like really close to saying like this is a, like for me it's a swing and a miss by marvel like i'm not feeling it i'm trying it's a really weird premise and there's the attempt of a lot of jokes and not a lot of them are hitting so eh, i don't i, I was never a big we- fan of the modok character himself so maybe that's doing it we also watched the first, I think, two episodes and then stopped. Yeah, yeah I, it was we watched to the one where he traveled through time or whatever, and yeah, yeah it's a. It seemed like it should have been a win, right? It like, should have been. I think Robot Chicken's funny. I love Patton Oswalt. I, this is kind of the only take on this character I'd be interested in watching, and yeah, no, it's just not. It didn't land. I, I have no interest, no desire to keep watching it. Yeah, I'm. I'm halfway through the. Th- third episode and like they have that whole modok versus the conglomerate company thing that's trying to take over aim and i'm like that's i that seems like an unnecessary line it's just for jokes but it's not it's i wanted to make it because apparently um wonder man starts showing up and that's voiced by nathan fillion and i want to <laughs> get to that but i don't know if i'm gonna <laughs> I'm not, 
I don't know if I can make it. So we'll see. Um, and and yes, lastly, Angela and I watched the Friends reunion, which I enjoyed the hell out of. I did too. I'm not. I Evan was like, he was like, "Are you crying?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, there was yes, a lot of I am." And I, for the record, like I haven't really seen all of Friends. I've only. I've only seen a few episodes here and there, but apparently I caught a lot of the good ones when he was doing his rewatch because I, I got a decent number of references. But I saw the pivot sketch for the first time when they were talking about it and showing the behind the scenes thing. <laughs> and I almost peed my pants. I mean, because the, the scene itself is funny, but then they show the the other stuff that happened off. Like the cast yeah. reacting. Oh, that stuff oh. is so funny. And um, there, was a, there was a scene where... Um, in one of the episodes, Ben Stiller makes an appearance, mm-hmm. and he's overly angry. Um, and they showed the behind the scenes of him yelling at the duck and the chicken. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so funny! It w- if you are a fan of Friends, it is it is great. Um, and if you're not a fan of Friends, I still think that there's something to be taken from it because it was so important to pop culture, and it, I didn't realize how many people it has reached. It's true. Yes, if you're not a fan of Friends because you are a young person, congratulations. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a good way to uh, I think appreciate a bit of television history, good good bad and otherwise. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed quite a bit. You know, reminiscing reminiscing about a show that I truly enjoyed and seeing all the backstories and whatnot. It was just fun. It was a good reunion show. I that what's his what's that guy's name that I don't like the 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 host, James Corden. Yeah, I don't, I, he wasn't over the top though. He was just I don't I don't. He was all right. He was just he was just doing his thing. It was just it was just some. Look, some I don't know what your problem pulls. is, but knock it off. James Corden's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, my mistake. I apologize. You've done it. You've convinced him in the episode. <laughs> you can you can have an opinion, honey, but just not just that not the, one. Just not the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too tired to explain why you're wrong. <laughs> and on that it's okay, note, Evan. I'm not crazy about him either. He's fine. It's yeah. Like I, there could have been so many other people hosting that. Like Lady Gaga. That was a weird pull for me. <laughs> she too. sure was there. I think she, she was. was. There. She was there. But, yeah, it was, it was fun. So, yeah, that's that's what we've been watching. It's been it's been kind of a week. Hopefully, yeah, this, it's, this week it's, we'll be getting into some more stuff. It's, nope, it's been something. Um, uh, Karen, would you like to go next? Or do you don't want sure, me to dive Sure, I can in? go very quickly. Go for I it. I have seen two things. I have been watching more Friday Night Lights, and now mid season two. Um, I only have a couple of things to say. One is uh, that first season is like a perfect season of television, especially the last four episodes. It's just everything comes together and gels so well in those last four episodes. It's like, I just don't even know. Like perfection, television perfection. They should teach it in school and like television school, whatever. Nice Um, Film school. And then, then in season two, they have this whole plot that goes on for like 12 episodes where one of the characters um, in season one was attacked um, and fended off her attacker. And it was like some random dude that you could have, like, he could have rode off and you never saw him again. And it was just a thing that happened in this person's life. 
But in season two, they had the guy come back and like stalk her. Oh. And then her, like, and then attack her again. But her boyfriend or friend who was had a crush and was going to be her boyfriend, whatever. This guy comes upon them while she's getting attacked. Uh, and he had found her after she got attacked the first time. This time he was there as it was happening. And he beat the crap out of the guy. And then he was walking away. And he, the boyfriend picked up a pipe and hit the guy upside the back of the head and killed him. Okay. This person who committed this crime is a uh, high school junior. Oh, Jesus. And they're, and then, like, they're not sure if he's breathing or if he's alive or whatever. And they're trying to drive him to the hospital. And then he dies and they dump the body in the river. And the guy's dad is a cop. And so, like, and the body washes up. And the, co- the dad knows something. It is the dumbest thing ever. It goes on for... <clears throat> Ever. I don't know. It sounds pretty riveting to me. It's, but it's so bad. And there's so much like, and now they can't be together because the dad suspects something's up and, and he thinks it's the girl's fault. And, and, and you know what happens in the end? Absolutely nothing. Uh, the guy tells him uh, that the, the boyfriend like confesses to the cops, comes clean and they're like, well, you're a cop's son, so, like, we're going to let you off. And he's like, no, I did this. I deserve to be punished. And he's like, no, uh, it's bad. And the dad is like, I can't handle you going to prison, so you're going to tell them that you were in fear for your life and your friend's life because you were, right? And he's like, well, I guess so, yes. And then no charges are pressed and the whole fucking thing goes away and it's like it never happened after that it's like it's never happened and the boyfriend in this scenario is best friends with like the main character in the show and you know what he has to say about it nothing because nobody ever told him anything while it was happening he had no freaking Involvement in the scenario at all that his best friend murdered somebody and then covered it up. I don't know what you're talking about, Karen. This sounds like some prime writing. <laughs> Horrible. Just awful. And like if if you're gonna watch this show, I still endorse you watching this show, but when you're watching season two and there are scenes with Landy Landry and Tyra and the whole freaking <clears throat> murder thing, just skip them. Just fast forward through and get back to the football and the romance and the like, whatever drama. Just, just fucking skip that part. Oh, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be keeping it tight, honey. <laughs> Do you want to uh, kick off yours? Oh, I forgot to say the other thing. Watch, I'm watching, which I finally started watching. Um, Discovery of Witches. Yeah. Enjoying it very much. Okay. I like to call it uh, sexy, sexy vampires and witches. Sexy, I know sexy, there are demons too, but they don't really seem to be doing much so far in season yep. one. I'm that like won't really through. change. <laughs> nope, stays the same. Um, uh, it's it's very watchable because Matthew Good, really, really, really. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh my God, get a chin, bro. Okay, so I don't know. He's just he's very intense and I like that. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like he never blinks. It's like someone's constantly shining a flashlight in his eyes. <laughs> no, see, I think when he gets like the whatever 
the bewitching or whatever that's going on where emotions (laughs) where he can't like let go or he's like you need to run now or like i don't know i'm gonna kill you that's a little scary but other than that i'm like oh yes yes please matthew good um i like it i'm a little mad because they were like guess what alex kingston in this is in this show and then she's in it like every other episode for two minutes like Give me more Alex Kingston. Give it to me right now. God damn it. Wow. But I gather she will have more of a part later. So. Yeah. I know. We're going to have to wait until I finish. <laughs> until I get there. Honey. Um, did you have something to say about it? I just told Evan a little bit about the character. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. With sign language. Because we can do that. We, we okay. thought about it. We have a mental connection. Yeah. I just turned and looked at him really, really hard, kind of like Matthew, whatever his face looks at. There was no chin involved you at know. all. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I opened my eyes really wide and pretended I was staring into the sun. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, no love lost for Matthew Good, huh? I just had a hard time with him, and I think he does it more in the second season. And it got to the point where I was like, you're not acting. You're just having a staring contest with the camera. And I just like. <laughs> and the camera blinked. Wait a minute. Right? Like, I got dun, frustrated, dun, dun. and I was like, it, the camera is not Chuck Norris. It's okay. Like, I I just need you to stop now. But I do very much like a lot of the things that he does as a character. Like, as a character, the actor, I think, makes that character tolerable, because otherwise I'd be like, ugh, go away. Um, so I do like the actor. I just, like, I can respect your view that he is uh, attractive. I just don't. See just it. don't agree it's okay it's not for you yeah i'm not gonna fight you on this one have you seen him in other things <gasps> no he was in downton abbey and um he was very likable and very charming and very um you know hot in that so i nice. think that may may have helped with my appreciate matthew good appreciation i would i would watch him in anything else that he's in though because i do think he's a good actor so That's i the, yes very yeah. true he is selling the hell out of what can be at times kind of silly stuff yep exactly <laughs> um now dear did you want to start with the uh justice league that we've been watching with the kids oh yeah sure i'll start with some justice league yeah i forgot all about that to mention that yeah we, we so we've still been watching justice League with the kids we got to uh the first uh, part of Starcrossed tonight nice which uh i was uh, curious what they'd make of because I freaking love Starcrossed. That was such a that would that blindsided me uh, when I watched it when this originally aired. Um, Starcrossed is where we find out that Hawkgirl's been a spy the entire time. How far into that? How far into the show is that? That's the end of Justice League. After this is when it becomes unlimited. Unlimited. So that's the end of season three. Two. Two. Two? There's only two seasons of just regular Justice League. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, we watched the first one of that, and uh, it it seemed to make more sense to John. I think Ellie was just way too tired to pay any attention to like real plot points, but that was a uh, it's it's a fun episode, and I'm just really looking forward to the next one where uh, the the secret identities come out and they're all on the run. And ah oh, man, good times. Good and so we'll be done with that this week, and the next week we'll start Unlimited, right? Oh uh, yeah, I see no reason not to just keep going. Right. No, that's exciting. So you guys, so, just to be clear, you watch this stuff as like a family unit? Yep. Yes. Every yeah. night after dinner, we watch an episode of Justice League. You're so much cooler or than whatever. everyone. Thanks. 
Um, the kids have been very much enjoying my rendition of the Justice League theme song, and I hope they will equally appreciate my Justice League Unlimited theme song. I'm certain that they will. <laughs> <laughs> you should share it with the the, the audience, Karen. <laughs> I'm too tired to sing, but like, if I don't sing it, then they'll like look at me and be like, "Mommy," <laughs> and I'm like, "Justice League, da-da, Justice League, da-da, da-da. <laughs> Justice League." She came Perfect. up with this back when we watched this show together. Back like when we were we were dating, we first started like, dating or something, fifteen I, years ago. I, I I was like, "You should watch this show," and then she watched it with me because she's she was a good girlfriend, and it's still <laughs> relevant today. Yep. And here I am, 20 years later, 15 years later, singing this dumb song I made up as a dumb young person. And my kids are like, this is the best, Mommy. You have to sing it every time. <laughs> this is the actual theme song, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somebody give me some royalty checks. On the complete opposite side of the animated spectrum, uh, I had a little bit of time to myself the other night. And uh, I had laundry to fold, so I couldn't play video games. So I decided to catch two more episodes of The Bad Batch. And I was very bored. Oh No. Ooh, I, I mean, it's fine. But, I mean, I got to the episode that had Ming-Na's character in it from uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all right. Wow, really? A, a Ming-Na appearance and it was just... All right. That's I mean, upsetting. she was fine, but it was like, so they they had to do this one thing where they found some lady that was uh, uh, used to work with the the jet. So they Ming Na's character was after the little girl that's with them, mm-hmm. and so they were like, well, she's clearly a bounty hunter. We got to figure out who hired her. So they went and found this lady who works with uh used to work with the Jedi. who was an informant, and. Uh, in order for her to to help them they had to do a job for her which was to rescue this rescue a rancor which uh was being rescued for jabba but it wasn't the same rancor that was in return of the jedi i don't know it was weird it was it was and it was fine that was the thing everything about it was just just fine but there's nothing about this that's striking me as overly exciting now it does seem to be moving in a direction. If I've been following the news, um, uh, there's uh, something happening in the comic books that brings back um, a character from Solo, which is interesting. Like so the, the, Dave Filoni's making some some big moves, like moving set you know, set pieces around. Like, okay, something's gonna happen, but I don't. Uh, this this bad batch show just is not clicking for me it's it's not the worst of clone wars you know it's not like oh here's a random six episode arc about a bunch of droids that mean nothing to anyone uh but it's also just i i'm not connected to these characters and it's just not doing it for me which you know eh, whatever i'll keep watching it when i have time because it says star wars on it but it's uh, (laughs) a not really grabbing me um Karen and I have been watching some Top Chef, which is cool. We haven't watched that show regularly in a long time, uh, and that's been some really nice, uh, really nice comfort food. <laughs> <laughs> Get out! 
Yes, it's it's got a very familiar rhythm to it. This season is seems to be like less drama intense than past seasons. There's no villain. There's no asshole in the cast. There's just everybody's nice. It was filmed during COVID, so they did some interesting things with that. And they're also doing some really interesting things with like being um like just culturally aware and some social justice things. They they have some like it's being filmed in Seattle, which was the center of like a lot of. Um, I thought it was Portland. Oh, Portland! You're right. Sorry, I was just thinking Pacific Northwest, and my brain went to Seattle. But yeah, it was filmed in Portland, Oregon, and there was like some, you know, very nasty um, clashes between the police and black protesters there last year um, while this was going on. So they did an episode about like how. African cuisine like influenced basically every American cuisine there is mm-hmm. and like they all had to cook cook African cuisine and they they did like a you know they did an episode like honoring the the native people of that area using like the ingredients that they would have used that the the people in that culture would have used before you know mm-hmm. Americans came along and made everything terrible so lots of good stuff going good good job top chef way to be a a good show and like be responsible and not just be a a show with a bunch of white people doing white people things i don't know what you're talking about white people doing white people things sounds so much cooler than anything else I mean, that's pretty much my entire life, but I am a white person. <laughs> and I do and white actively people doing white people like things. Like watch Star Wars and podcast. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. <laughs> uh, well, that was, that was fun. But honestly, the big thing, the big deal, the thing that we watched that I could not get enough of, and there damn well better be a season two, is Sweet Tooth. Oh, man, we okay. haven't gotten to watch any of that yeah. yet. Yeah. I, well, uh, you should. Yeah, we want you should. To. I like we said before on the show. I have no experience with the source material because I just, I just didn't like the art. Mm-hmm. I had, I've been around the comic books a lot when I worked in the comic book store, and uh, people kept recommending it to me, and I just couldn't do it. I, just, I kept looking at it and be like, no, I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want to look yeah, at this. I don't want to read this. Um, but. Uh, and and I honestly I kind of still don't want to read it because I I want to be surprised by where the show's going because wow I was really into this show uh, it is it's it's fairly comic booky but it's it's nice to look at the the visual effects on the on the deer kid are pretty impressive um, and just really really interesting really heartwarming like it's it really does these moments very well uh, it, it's it takes its time to not be overly dire. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a post-apocalyptic thing. Like there's some sad and messed up things all over this show, but it takes time to appreciate that there's still beauty in the world and it does it very well. It's a, I, it, it left me feeling overwhelmingly positive more often than not, which was great, even though, you know, terrible things were happening, but boy, what a show. It was great. Great I was, show. I was very surprised how receptive I was to it, given that it's a show about a post-apocalyptic world resulting from a global t- pandemic. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can do this right is this, now. Is this but a little I too think, soon? You know, <laughs> we're enough out of the dark of COVID-19 that, um, and, and the 
the difference between the fictional pandemic and the real one is is enough that I can hand I can swallow it, and I can I can appreciate the parallels and the commentary that the show is making on you know a pandemic world because there are definitely some interesting things that the show has to say. <laughs> now you got there's me. There's a guy who like. There, there's a, there's a, a quick scene that doesn't really ruin anything with two guys in hazmat suits that are like supposed to be, I don't know, they're supposed to be doing something, but they need the hazmat suits. And then they're taking a break. The one guy takes off his, his gas mask and everything to smoke a cigarette. And they have a conversation about like, what are you doing? And oh, you're just, you know, believing all this crap. And we don't really need all this. And it's just a big lie. And then the guy who's like basically an anti-masker gets hit by a truck. Nice. <laughs> nice. The only way that properly should have ended. Yes, exactly. So... That's enjoy, awesome. Enjoy your some sweet tooth. Yeah, hi, hi, highly recommend that one. Yeah, that's, that's that's an that's absolute winner. It will be um, celebratory viewing content when I am not like working to death uh, on this comic because um, I have a deadline for the end of the month and uh, I'm working on it. It's only four pages, which is good, but uh, you know, four pages can be a lot. So. Hey, that's four pages more than no pages at all. It's very I am true. proud of you and excited to see it. Oh, yeah. thank you. I did want to, to make comment, like, because of how active and how, how busy she is right now, like, there are certain things that I've wanted to watch that I've pushed aside because I want to watch them with her. Like, um, Loki has started. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, we also we watched the first episode <laughs> of Loki. So, And we did it on Wednesday afternoon because we're home by ourselves because the kids in school were like... Let's nice. watch the first episode of Loki. How Boom, was it? We how, did. How was, was it? It's good. Oh, oh, five thumbs up. Okay, cool. <laughs> just, Damn. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like chomping at the bit. Like I'm waiting for just a few minutes for us to sit down and be able to watch that. Um, and also that, that show that we were talking about, um, Kevin can fuck himself. <laughs> yep. Like that, a couple episodes of that is available. Like I want to sit down and watch these because like I'm super intrigued by both of those shows and I really want to sit down and enjoy them. Yeah, we'll chat more about Loki next time when you guys have seen a bit of bit of it, and I will at least personally check out Kevin can fuck himself if Chris isn't interested. Yeah, by the time uh, we record our next episode, I should actually be able to have a normal life again. So, normal life is generally a good thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll also just throw in, uh, you know, because it was very, you know, screen oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, the E3 happened this week. Yeah, I'll be talking about it nonstop on uh, the the Stone Age Gamer podcast, which we're recording late so that we could have you know discuss all of the things that happened. But uh, mostly watched it via YouTube, but it was broadcasting on a number of different channels and in strange ways. But yeah. uh, I, I I similarly uh, not not I guess not all that similarly. I, don't, I got an assignment, so I'm I'm also on a deadline, which is fun to say. <laughs> but uh, nice. they announced a new Metroid game, and I get to be the one who writes the preview about it. So I'm like, Ooh. Ooh. I'm out of my mind today. It was just earlier today, and I'm still buzzing from it. They <laughs> that like that it's been noise? vibrating this entire time we've been recording. <laughs> but also, like, I sat and watched the Nintendo E3 Direct 
exclusively because like I didn't want him to have to waste time telling me all the cool things that happened. Like, <laughs> I'm like I'll just put it on like so that I know I, I'm already caught up and he doesn't have to like nice. slow down and explain it to me. And so I'm upstairs in the living room and he's downstairs in his like command center watching it. And I'm upstairs and I hear like all this like excited noises like through the floor. I'm an entire floor away and I can still hear him. (laughs) That's so awesome. Look, and that doesn't usually happen when I watch these things. Like I can usually like keep my excitement under wraps or all like you know not keep my excitement under wraps like you usually don't try and hold it in but i always get pretty excited but it takes something it takes something really big to get me the level of excited and, and surprised that i was today i was completely knocked off my feet by this metroid announcement that blew my freaking mind <laughs> i i couldn't have predicted it a trillion miles away and not only that that there was a, the the game announcement that it, that it was but that the the game's name was what it was it's i i, will, I won't go too deep into it but it was a it was a hell of a viewing experience today uh that's a pleasant so, surprise for you because the last couple were just meh if i recall correctly yeah the last couple of e3s have been you know there's been some some cool stuff don't get me wrong but I mean, like they showed new footage of Breath of the Wild too, uh, and that was not the highlight of the show. Okay, <laughs> and it looks amazing. Don't get me wrong; that Breath of the Wild two footage is like I don't know what's going on, but I like it. But that was like I I I knew that was going to be there. I, that had to be there. A new two D Metroid game on the Switch that's called Metroid Dread blew me a freaking way, and it looks so good. Can't take it. Can't take it. Hey, Chris. It's going to be a fun show. Or show. Yeah, what's up? You excited? No. <laughs> Honestly, it was ra- rather boring. <laughs> I give it a two out of five. I mean, uh, it's, it's horrible. So cute. Just, you know. Lots of good stuff. But to, to bring it back into more of a, a connection to what we talk about is one thing that was strange about this. So E3 didn't happen last year because of covid Mm -hmm. and in its place a couple other companies tried to do something similar try to gather together a bunch of companies to release new game trailers and stuff like that to to do their own thing they continued this year even though e3 was back so it kind of became this weird almost like the situation we have with streaming services right like now it's no longer centralized now there's these different factions that are all happening at the same time competing for your 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 eyeballs and that's weird on one end it was kind of cool because it was uh it, it felt almost like going to a music festival like i used to go to this uh music festival called the y100 fez when i was young mm-hmm. and uh you would go there and be like there to be a main stage a side stage and a third stage right. and then you'd like see the schedule and be like all right well i'm gonna catch these i'm gonna i'm gonna catch green day but then guster's playing over here like five minutes later so i'll leave part of their set so i can go catch guster on the side stage but then make it back for weezer you know like mm-hmm. these yeah. kinds of things were awesome and this kind of felt like that where there wasn't a lot of um there wasn't a lot of overplay which was nice but it was um I would have liked it a little bit more if it was a tad more organized ahead of time. Um, for some reason, E3 didn't give out the exact times of the shows until like a day or two before the event, which was weird. Um, but either way, it was a neat show, and it was a, it was a very interesting viewing experience. And I kind of like to see more things like that happen. Um, 
Yeah, the end. Cool. I'm glad you actually enjoyed it because I, I, I via the conversations via the, via the messenger, I knew that it was going to be a long process and that you were Dan, you know, in preparation for recording of SAG, that you have to, you had a lot to watch and I'm glad that it was... It was worth it for you. It was- most of it wasn't. Most of it was, <laughs> most of it was dreadful. In fact, the Verizon show was Verizon, so bad. I was show? literally laughing out loud. What? Right. The fuck? So there's a, a Verizon show at E3. What the hell is Verizon going to announce? Well, I got to see this. So so some some jackass walks out on stage and he's like, "So yeah, war Verizon. You're probably wondering why we're here at E3. It's the biggest gaming convention there is. So what do we got to announce? The best 5G network in the world." <laughs> and they kept saying it was they had a football player come out and read stuff off of cue cards that was like the least natural conversation ever. They said, change the game, 5G, the next level, over and over. I mean, I'm talking dozens and dozens of times. And this presentation went on for a half an hour. It was amazing. Wait, is it 5G already a thing? Yeah, I don't understand this. I don't know. <laughs> they kept talking about how their new 5G network was going to change the game. Oh. <laughs> I what didn't the fuck, that. Verizon? For the gamers, TM. It was <laughs> like, it was it was amazing. I mean, I I almost want to go back and watch it again just <sighs> wow. One of the worst things I've ever seen, just a constant slow motion train wreck. <laughs> Couldn't look away. All right. That's going to wrap things up for what we've been watching. We're going to take ourselves a quick break, and then we're going to run through an extraordinarily long news cycle because there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the world of television. You're watching and or listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and Geekade.com. First up, the world's longest one-shot is still going. Yes, Mad Ramo, Mad Much, and their friends, who I can only assume are also named Matt, have been playing through an excruciatingly long and hilarious D&D campaign on the Geek Aid Twitch channel. And what was supposed to be a quick couple of week-long endeavors has become an ongoing festival of madness. Will this finally be the week when they finish their story? My money is on no, but, uh... You won't know for sure if you don't tune into the Geek Aid Twitch channel most Saturdays to watch the world's longest-running one-shot. Check the schedule for more information. Next, did you know that there's a new Super Mario Little Golden book? Yes, you can read an officially licensed Super Mario bedtime story to your pets and children right now. But did you know that this isn't the first time this has happened? Back in the magical year of 1989, Nintendo licensed another little golden book called Super Mario Bros. Trapped in the Perilous Pit. It's completely insane, but it's got personality to spare. So how does this new Super Mario book stack up? Only Chris is brave enough to bring you the head-to-head comparison you deserve. Check out Stone Age Gaming Super Mario Little Golden Book Throwdown on Stone Age Gamer. (laughs) on the Stone Age Gamer YouTube channel. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. (laughs) And tell him how much you like his lighting. (laughs) Please. I worked very hard on it. A lot of effort. Finally, it's Pride Month, and I've got pride pieces up on my shop. Oh, you didn't know I had a shop? 
I'm the proprietor of Shoot the Moon Stitches, an Etsy shop full of fun feminist fiber art for all to enjoy. In addition to all the cool stuff I have listed, I also take commissions, so if you have something you'd like to see in cross-stitch form, let me know. And those pride pieces I mentioned? They're Pac-Man themed, and they can even be personalized for a nominal fee. Check out Shoot the Moon Stitches for all your stitched stuff needs. For all this great content and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on Geekade.com. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about some news. First up, uh, from HollywoodReporter.com. That's Hollywood, because it's about Hollywood. Hollywood. (laughs) The H. Hollywood. Nothing but Hollibread. French Toast for Days. Batman animated series from J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves coming to HBO Max. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can I be honest about this? I've always felt that Batman needs more lens flare. (laughs) I just want more Batman animated. That's it. I don't care who's um, doing it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. I'll tell you what I care of whether Batman is doing. Oral sex. That's right. There was another fun story <laughs> wow, that pops up on uh, it at all. What a I mean, segue. this is neat and all, right? Batman, Cape Crusader. Uh, uh, sure, this is this is fine. I, I, I love it. But also uh, on Twitter, it came out that the uh, one of the people who worked on the Harley Quinn cartoon uh, tw- tweeted out that DC asked them to remove a scene in an episode of Harley Quinn uh, where Batman was going down on Catwoman because quote. Heroes don't do that. To which, uh, pretty That's much everyone so on the angsty. internet was just like, meanwhile, Superman's over here eating whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the internet's reaction to it's been hilarious. But also, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Which well, part? All he- of it? All of it. Heroes yeah, yeah. don't do that? Are you kidding me? Like... Well, okay, so here's the thing. I didn't read this because we just discovered it, and I didn't, I don't do the Twitters. So I, like, my my knee-jerk response is like, okay, well, is this because of the fact that, like, you know, usually they're advertising this stuff to kids, and this is, like, a knee-jerk thing, and um, everyone's just freaking out and going, like, hey, uh, you know you people like superheroes are humans too okay that's great but like that's really not a thing that's ever a focus in comics why does it need to be a focus in cartoons well that's the harley quinn cartoon is not for kids oh it's (laughs) the adult harley quinn like it's that one it is okay 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 adult harley quinn cartoon but it's still based on dc properties which Someone who's sitting down and storyboarding that has to go, hey, do you think we can get a cuddlingus scene with Batman? Like, that's not going to happen. They're not going to allow that. <laughs> no. I mean, that show has a lot of fucked up content. So now now that I understand the context, I, th- I thought you just meant like an animated Batman and like it happened to be a Harley Quinn thing, not the Harley Quinn cartoon that's been out. I thought that was done for some reason. No, still going. Okay. Actually, quite good. Yeah, that's a great show. In this article from The Hollywood Reporter that you mentioned, there is a tweet from Kevin Smith uh, and showing panels from the Green Arrow comic that he wrote for DC, where, uh, you know, Oliver Queen took care of business. (laughs) Oh, they had, when they did the New 52 relaunch, when that first came out, um, 
one of the things that they had done was like issue zero of Catwoman, I think it was. I ended up uh, completely refusing to read the series because they like overtly implied that like there was a lot of sex happening and they were not subtle about it and it was still aimed at kids. Kevin Smith tends to write stuff that's usually more for their mature audiences. I'm okay yeah. with that, but it's got to be marketed appropriately. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's a Harlequin like, cartoon. It's an adult cartoon. Who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not arguing the point of whether or not like. I'm saying that in in the realistic universe of like the idea that doing that is not okay, like mm-hmm. that. So the, you that's what, what I take issue with it. is a DC executive saying heroes don't do that. Yeah, it's absolutely the the justification, quote unquote, of their decision more than the actual decision itself. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's the it. line it's like, that they it, used to justify. Okay, yeah, you if you don't want to, you don't want to depict Batman going down on Catwoman in any sort of form. Like you just don't want that to be an official thing that DC's name is behind that image. Okay, I understand that you want to have a specific image of Batman whatever you want to do that's fine it's the justification that heroes don't do that that was the part that was like really yeah, I, didn't read, I didn't read it that way at all okay it's a weird I it's a weird stance to take but okay <laughs> all right I see what you're saying I'm reacting purely on verbal like not reading anything just verbal verbal uh, information right now so I didn't even pull that part out of the context that is kind of bonkers yeah that was that was the quote for uh that that was the actual quote was heroes don't do that and apparently neither do you dc executive director (laughs) yeah (sighs) anyway uh less crotch focused news we have over on in gadget uh resident evil infinite darkness premieres on netflix july 8th you guys gonna watch it not me yeah, I know it's, not. it's spoopy, but I'll watch it. I'll tell you how it is, because I like Resident Evil stuff. I was too scared to play the game, so I read all the books when I was younger. Um, so seeing that there's like now an animated thing that I can watch, I am so down. There's been a couple, if I'm not mistaken. Like We, we, mm-hmm. we started talking about doing a Resident Evil movie rewatch, and I think we made it through two or oh, three Oh, yeah, we made it through two of them, and then we were like, yeah, <laughs> we love enough. you, Mila, but we've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, I heard mixed reviews in those Resident Evil movies. I've never been a big Resident Evil fan. Um, except you're not, Resident you're Evil not a 4. horror guy, right? Resident Evil no. 4 is one of the best games I've ever played. It's 1, really 2, good. 3, 5, 6, 7, whatever the heck. I just don't like them. For some reason, Resident Evil 4, that game's amazing. And this this takes place following the events of Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Still, I still just, like, I'm not interested. Um, I, nah. Well, I yeah, don't. You... I didn't love Resident Evil Four because of the story. <laughs> I just like playing it and the the tension that it built as a gaming experience. I I don't really. I'm not all into the Resident Evil mythology, but I'm happy for Resident Evil fans that they get a cool new show because it looks like Thanks. a cool new show. Yeah, nice. I'm pretty stoked about it. And also, I agree. I played about ten minutes of Resident Evil Four. I threw down the controller and went, "Nope, never again." <laughs> That game surprised me so many times. My, my absolute favorite moment that ever happened uh, in that game, I got to this point where I was out on a lake, 
and there was a sea monster in the lake that you had to fight. So you get on a boat and you're throwing all these like harpoons at it. And uh, I, I'm I lost the first time I got out there. Out there, I threw a couple of harpoons. Eventually, I got eaten, and that was the end of it. It's like okay, that was cool. So I died. I start back on the beach. And I'm like, all right, let me explore the area and see what I can do before I get into the boat. Right. Okay. So I'm walking around and I get close to the edge of the lake and you can actually see fish, like little fish swimming around in the water. Like that is such a cool detail but because it's a video game in order to, uh, like get a closer look, I had to draw my gun was like, that's the best way to get, you know, free aiming of your camera. And so I drew my gun and I see the fish and I'm like, I wonder if I can shoot the fish. <laughs> so I shot a fish and I was like, boom. Okay. That's neat. You can shoot the fish. So then I shot another one. And when I shot the third one, the sea creature instantly appeared and ate me. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Dropped the controller and everything. Because it's this perfectly serene thing. I'm assuming the sea monster is way out in the middle of the lake where I fought him last time. It's like, nope, just like, bang, 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 oh, you are dead. And I just dropped the controller and could not stop laughing it was one of the funniest most amazing things i've ever seen happen listen chris don't fuck with fish well resident evil was always good at that because if i'm not mistaken it was resident e the f first time i've ever scared by a video game was resident evil and it was the dogs walking down the hallway and the dogs jumped through those <laughs> yeah. windows it was one of the most notable jump scares ever in a video game but i don't really like jump scares but this one was because this was a hidden thing. You weren't mm -hmm. supposed to do this. This wasn't like something that naturally organically comes up in the game. This is a <laughs> hidden Easter egg. It's Unless you're ridiculous enough to just be wandering around looking at the fish and then seeing if you can shoot them in this one spot. <laughs> you're not going to see this happen. But unless you know, you're Chris, unless uh, I did. And it was hilarious. Nice. Anyway, let's move over to SlashFilm.com. Parks and Recreation band Mouse Rat is releasing an official album, including 5,000 Candles in the Wind. Our, we, we go now to our resident Parks and Recreation expert, Karen Randazzo. <laughs> I just think that it's great that they're doing this. I have no idea why they're doing this. It's not like, I don't know, I guess it's the anniversary of Parks and Rec. I don't know. Um, but it's funny. I went and paid the money for the... Uh, digital version chris talked me out of actually buying the vinyl <laughs> but you're collecting <laughs> records chris uh, i'm collecting records like i'm collecting records that i genuinely want to listen to and if she was going to actually put this on and listen to it regularly i'd have been fine with it but wasn't the vinyl like stupid expensive it was more money than it was worth especially considering that like i think there's 15 tracks and it looks like three possibly four of them are covers of like kind of classic oldies that they played when they were playing the like the old person sweetheart dance mm -hmm. on the show so like that's nice but like i don't i i want more original mouse rat tracks like sex hair and the pit <laughs> and i would have appreciated some johnny karate music honestly yes um, that would have been nice too but this I, is still a cute thing i tried to explain lil sebastian to evan it didn't go well <laughs> I just finished a uh, little Sebastian cross-stitch. I'll have to send you a picture. That's one of the funny things about the little Sebastian joke, is that for those people like me who just don't get it, there's Ben Wyatt, who's his, his entire thing through the whole thing is, I don't get this. Yes. <laughs> he just looks at the whole thing like, I'm sorry, I don't get it. <laughs> yep and he and like that's i loved him because i think that was what was the the best part about his character is that he was sort of like 
the realistic relief. Like he's that person who's coming in and he's like pointing a finger at like all of the absolutely ridiculous stuff in this show and somehow just enhancing the comedy of it all by pointing out its absurdity. <laughs> Joe's genius. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Empire online.com uh, is telling us that the wheel of time fantasy series scores second season as first wraps. That's right. Another one of those wonderful situations where a second season has already been greenlit before anybody's even seen the first season. Has anyone read the books? I have not. Uh, It it is a fantasy series by Robert Jordan. An ex-girlfriend of mine was very into these. uh, And I started to read the first book and I thought it was pretty neat, but then she told me I was reading it wrong. And so I reading it upside down again. I just, just, I've never been much of a reader and I started to like, kind of let my imagination run wild. And she was like, that's not, that's not how you do it. I was like, you know what? What? I'm out of here. (laughs) Long story. Uh, (laughs) I'm excited for Robert Jordan fans and I'll check this show out. We have the whole series and, um, I'm, I'm currently on a fantasy kick with the books I've been reading. So I, I may actually try giving the first book a read before I watch the show. Or not. I don't know. I, I might ruin it for me. Yeah. All of the books that we have on our top shelf of books from 1 to 14. Although uh, 12, 13, and 14, if I'm not mistaken, were written posthumously uh, oh. by another person standing in for him. But using all of his notes. Which is weird, because he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Ah, that's the ones my dad got. All right. Yes. All right, got uh, it, got Evan it. inherited the series from his dad, and um, it was like really cool to see them in such good order too and they're well cared for so nice yeah well huzzah huzzah indeed all right let's see here where are we this is deadline.com informing us that henry cavill cavill to star cavill 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 Henry Stevenson to star in Lionsgate's Highlander reboot (laughs) from Chad (laughs) Mike Wazowski Um, (laughs) I guess I care about Highlander now yeah (laughs) this is now a thing I care about (laughs) my friend Jed was a huge Highlander fan uh, growing up and I uh I like the first movie. It's not good, but I like it. Um, there should only be one. <laughs> there should only be one. <laughs> there should be only one. I mean, it's it's a movie with Clancy Brown and Sean Connery in it. Like, it's freaking weird, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen... I haven't seen, like, any of the TV show, and which I know a lot of people loved at the time. Uh I did see that movie that crossed over the movies with the TV show, like tied them all in together. Mm-hmm. Highlander Endgame, I think it was called. Something like that, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Uh, that wasn't great. But, <laughs> you know, the idea of Highlander is nifty. So, sure, they're slather on more of this guy, huh? I'm yeah, in. I mean, I mean, he gets to have a sword, right? It's Henry, yes. That's yeah. all I really need is, is him. He's going to have to cut off at least one head in the movie. That's how this this, this storyline goes. So. Well, the article actually said they don't know exactly what they're doing with this storyline. Because, like, it was always a weak plot to begin with. And I think that maybe they're trying to, like, update it. And really, no one's going to be there for the story. Let's be real about it. So, well, I mean, let's... If you want to look at it from that... Dir- I mean... It's not like Shira was riveting television, and they turned that into a decent story. If they can turn 
children's commercials into decent stories for modern television, I'm sure they can do uh, Highlander some level of justice. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But nobody's going to show up for that, so it's not like it's like I'm not going in expecting you know miracles here. I'm I'm just going to go in and be like, yeah, go be a badass, Henry Cavill. I'll watch. Henry, I want this to Henry be fun. I want somebody to chop off somebody's head. Yeah, come on, HC, give it to me. <laughs> Pile it on. Well, that was fun. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Next up, Variety.com. Naomi, all-American spin-off, ordered at CW, Powerpuff Girls pilot to get reworked off-cycle. And that's really the the headline we care about. Powerpuff I, didn't even this, make the pilot. <laughs> yeah, for what I, from what I heard, the script, script got leaked, and it was just horrendous and not good. It's not a good idea. I don't know why they're pursuing it. And well, the, I mean, they're the they say that it's it it's been so well received. I think the idea was that when they put it out there and it didn't get shit all over, or they just didn't listen to us, which they clearly should have. Um, you know, they, they were they, like, "Let's do it." Are they confusing getting attention for well received? Because the attention it got know. was, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" I mean, this is the CW. That's true. <laughs> it's this, uh, Valid we, point. They've they're, renewed, like, everything. Their slogan is, we'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Did that stick to the wall? We'll Except take for it. oral. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Well, I hope it gets reworked right into the garbage can. <laughs> Speaking of garbage, the Hollywood Reporter reports uh, Garbage oh, Pail Kids animated series in the works at HBO Max. I knew what? that was coming and I still Another thought it was one. good. That was a good one. Thank what you. the fuck? Well, it's Danny McBride and come on now. That's the right brain to be behind Garbage Pail Kids. Okay, fair point. But like, what is the show? Who is it for? I'm not watching it. I hated Garbage Pail Kids. I, they I don't grossed understand. me the fuck out. <laughs> I, I know that was the point, the but I've never enjoyed, like, intentionally being grossed out. I was never the kid that looked like, ew, that's gross. I want to lick it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and kids, was, friends of mine would be like, oh, we got to get these Garbage Pail Kids cars. I'm like, why? And I was like, yeah, you got to see them. They're all gross. I'm like, okay. And then I'd get them. They're like, these are awful. I don't want to look at any of this. This is just disturbing. And then I'd play with something like Mad Balls, which was also kind of disturbing, but in a kind of a more fun way. Because, you, you know, they were little balls we with fucking faces with. on them. If you, if you really step back for a second, there were some pretty horrific toys that we played with. Just just not. Yeah, apparently there was something called Boglins out there. Do you remember those things? No, but I'm sure if I saw it, I think it, they I were remember. a British thing, to be honest with you. This this person I follow, uh, uh, Jim Sterling, they, uh, they have recently... Uh, been buying lots of boglins and putting them on their show and uh <laughs> it's been very entertaining like i totally missed these things there's oh, just these yeah. weird little funky things that come in cages i don't know it's weird yeah, they were little puppets they, i remember those <laughs> holy shit 157 dollars for one boglin out of box <laughs> yeah the collector's market on that stuff's gone insane that's ridiculous ridiculous so i'm gonna just put my two cents in here and say i don't like any of this i don't like the fact that they're still continuing to just play off nostalgia when creating content because they can't think of anything new and i'm getting tired of it even in properties i like like batman like i am i i would like something new and fresh there i said it <laughs> no sir 
I don't like it. You're right. I don't. And that's why I'm excited for other things. Like, you know. There you go. That's Deadline a reports. The next, the next Angie one. excited about Firefly Lane. Renewed yes. for season two by Netflix. Strange that they know about your excitement levels. But yes. <laughs> and Firefly why didn't Lane. they mention mine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry. that is kind of weird. <laughs> Angie's letter writing campaign thunder. was a little stronger than yours. Sorry. <laughs> it's because so, my grandma yeah, looks like Catherine Hagel. Netflix. Know. Keeping this shit alive. Let's That's, make it happen. I mean, it's not shit, but no. It's, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean shit. I mean like <laughs> keeping this shit alive. I mean, I didn't see this, but I was kind of interested in it just because I like these two. I mean, Catherine Heigl, I could kind of take or leave. I've liked her in the things that I've seen her in, but I've also any time I've ever seen her not in character, I she seemed kind of like not nice. But I think Sarah Chalk is awesome. So She's one of my I don't favorites. Know. This their season one ended. Um, not necessarily in a cliffhanger, but like the whole <laughs> season worked <laughs> towards. It's a cliffhanger. It, yeah, I mean, it worked towards explaining why they're, you know, why they were so close. And then the last scene was like, nope, something, you know, flash forward, something happened. These characters uh, d- never want to speak to each other again, and we don't know why. Well, technically, one of them never wants to speak to the other one again. And and, and they were dropping strong hints that it had something to do with the daughter. Right. Um, so I'd like to know what that is. And hopefully we will find out in season two or mm-hmm. beyond. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, so let's head over to Entertainment Weekly that uh, posted the story that... <laughs> This is is completely insane. Terry Silver will bring the pain in Cobra Kai season four. Now, I remember when season one wrapped on this show and Martin Cove showed up as uh, John Kreese. And I thought to myself, how exactly are they going to make this work? Because one of the things that works for me about Cobra Kai is that it is slightly more grounded in reality than the Karate Kid. Now, I'm not saying it's grounded in reality. I'm just saying, by comparison to the original movies, it's more grounded in reality. Mm -hmm. And John Kreese was a freaking cartoon character. That's correct. (laughs) But they they grounded that cartoon character. They did. They gave his cartoonish existence a real-world reason to be. Like, they, they gave him a decent justification for being the kind of creep that he is which was fascinating Mm -hmm. but if he was a cartoon character terry silver is like just full-on hanna-barbera so if 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 (laughs) crease was a cartoon character terry is a cartoon that crease watched while being a cartoon (laughs) character i mean he's full-on snidely whiplash twirling his butt Terry Silver was the bad guy in the, let's say, less than great Karate Kid Part 3, whose, like, his story was he was, like, 80s coked-up business guy that's got all this money, nobody knows why, and he dedicates a lot of it to messing with Daniel on behalf of John Kreese. Like, I mean, he hires a guy to be a martial arts expert and convince him to compete in the karate tournament so that he can be beaten and like Cobra Kai can be the best. Like it is bananas and it is just like, wow. Mm -hmm. Karate Kid 3 is not a great movie. 
but you know it's been referenced in cobra kai before like they don't shy away from the fact that it is part of continuity so it makes sense for terry silver to come back and they did a great job of setting him up in season three of cobra kai i'm just i don't know what they're gonna do here i don't know how this is all gonna work i think it would be really fascinating to see uh terry silver in some sort of like not doing well in life because uh he seemed like the kind of sleazy dude that would be like on some sort of you know he was the guy from uh a die hard you know hans booby yeah. i'm your white uh, knight like he's that guy yeah he had it coming <laughs> but he didn't die like that guy did so i don't know i am i'm very interested i i uh. I mean, they've been fantastic so far. Put the gun down. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't steered us wrong yet, Chris. So let's see what happens. Have faith. Oh, I have complete faith. I just find it utterly fascinating. And you know what? If they're willing to go down this road, I can't help but wonder how far behind uh, what's her name is. uh, The last, the the next Karate Kid. Um, Why can't I remember her name? Oh my God, I could see her. The little Japanese girl? Nope. No, 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 no. The no. white girl. Um, okay. Oh. Well, not Amanda Pete. What am I thinking of? Uh, wow. Million Dollar Baby. Yes. Oh, Hillary Swank. That's Hillary Swank. Yes, Hillary Swank. I think mean, that's that's, that's technically next, a Karate Kid movie. It had Mr. Miyagi step. in it. And it took place after Karate Kid Part Three. I keep expect like at this point, there's no way that. Hillary Swank's character didn't at least interact with Daniel, right? There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way Julie and Daniel did not at least meet. So that he knows her name, her character name, Julie. Just because I can't, I can't unhear <laughs> Mr. Miyagi saying Julie-san. <laughs> that movie was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is an unfortunate film, but it does exist. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Meanwhile, uh, in slightly less insane news, Variety reports that Jupiter's legacy Netflix series releases cast as streamer orders Super Crooks live action show. Is this slightly less insanity? Because I didn't like Jupiter's legacy and now they're giving this another show. Well, they kind of canceled Jupiter's legacy and are like, all right, let's try something else in this universe. Well, so yeah, the, it's slightly less insane. It sounds like what they're doing though, is they're actually doing it like an anthology thing. Like that's what it looked like when I was reading the article. They said they're planning to do it like an anthology series, kind of like they do um, American Horror Story where it it's like the same cast or the same universe or something. So I, okay, I would be okay with that because unfortunately watching jupiter's legacy i couldn't see the the quality of acting past the poor quality of beard so they could have done a fantastic job telling a story i just couldn't hear it so when they continue this anthology going towards something because if i'm not mistaken super crooks looks extremely different maybe i'll be able to tolerate the story yeah lionel you worked on the uh comics so i i I don't know kind of cool i'm okay with it yeah i I don't know it's i know that the uh, jupiter's legacy wasn't extraordinarily well received by the handful of people i know who watched it so yeah that's that's kind of that was kind of my thing like 
if it's the same people, is it going to be any better? But you know what? I say it's worth giving it a shot. I, yeah. I will we'll get up, you know, whatever. I'll try one episode. I also sincerely doubt this was the original plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I that's think- why this all, oh, no, it's an anthology series. Is it, though? They probably yeah. just I mean, had a deal with, the, with, with Miller and or Millar, and he's got a he's got a lot of titles under his belt to work with. So yeah, and I mean, listen, if they can redeem Iron Fist, maybe they can redeem this too. I'm only using that as a segue to say, by the way, I watched an episode of season two, and I still hate you. <laughs> it's a right. it's a shocking turnaround. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Nerdist reports why the Last Man series gets a premiere date. Yes. I'm so ready for this. I'm so fucking ready when for this. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you believe it yet? Because <laughs> I, I know you guys have been like, this show this is never gonna happen. I mean, so. yeah, it's been a long time coming. It's been picked up and dropped and started. It was gonna be movies, then it was TV again, and I don't even know, but like it really looks like it's happening. They've casted people, and those people look like they're really good going to do it. So it's not it's not far out. September thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, a, they're wrapping. They wrapped up, right? Like they they're they're almost done filming. Or I would filming? imagine so. I mean, if it's yeah. coming out in September, they've got to be pretty close to done. So yeah, I can't remember. Um, Post production by now. If yeah. this is good, then I am thrilled. Yeah. I hope it will be. And now I actually have to finish reading Why the Last Man, the series. So, Oh, how far did you get? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at my trades because I have, I think I have the first three. I have the first three. The end is rough. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. And I don't mean like bad. I mean like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I, I, remember at, I remember being fairly gutted at the end of that, but... What a book. Yeah, I mean, the story was good. I love anything Brian K. Vaughn writes, so I'm, I'm always down, and I'm really hopeful that uh, this is, this is going to deliver. So, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that deliver, at least for me, Deadline reports <laughs> Shadow and Bone renewed for season two as Netflix reveals viewership data for fantasy drama. Apparently the show did pretty ding-dang well for him. Uh, I enjoyed it enough to watch more of it. So, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I hope it's good. Yeah. If I'll it's be more watching. of the yeah. same, I'm in. We, we, I, we will most I would like to follow more of that story. But there's not more of that. Really, okay. Yeah, it's been renewed. Here's the real beef. <gasps> Nerdist. See Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy in The Boys Season 3. And we've got a picture. I didn't even recognize him. I looked at this picture for like a little bit and it's like, that's not the same guy. Oh yeah. You just really got to focus on that beard. Yeah. It's, it's Which the- thank God they trimmed it up. Yeah. Because if you've seen pictures of him between the wrap of Supernatural and, um, and him starting to film this, he got a really scraggly mountain man beard. He was doing quarantine a, going on. He did, he did a long grow in so that he could trim it up to look nice. He looks good. <laughs> trim, trim beard. That is a that's a handsome gentleman right there. I mean, he's yeah. he looks good, though. That clean is the cut, understatement but. of the millennium. He looks <laughs> good. I don't want to make all other men feel inferior, but. 
Karen. I'm sorry. Actually, I was like sitting it, 10 it, feet away from my husband. They literally turned it. your they literally <sighs> turned the guy into Captain America. I mean, only if the there's evil anything version that speaks to you more than this. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I understand that the character is not Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> it's the boy's version of Captain America. But I, uh, oh my god, he looks good. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the costume does. redesign's pretty great too, because his outfit in the comic is fairly garish. But uh, yeah, man, good, good work. Is, yeah, good work, boys. Good work, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, somebody needs to explain this to me because uh, I I don't know that I understand. I don't know that I understand it, nor do I believe that this headline is as accurate as it says. Fanfest.com reports the punisher john barenthal is back as the punisher in an upcoming disney plus series he'll fight another marvel hero so here's the here's what i past this did a little bit of research uh a while ago we talked about all their contracts being up uh-huh and their contracts they 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 now have uh contracts with disney so all of these characters have the ability to show up in other Disney Marvel products or shows. Uh, yes. And the rumor mill is is churning hard because they're talking about uh, Barenthal being in Moon Knight. Um, well, did you read who he's supposed to fight? I, I've, I've seen a couple of different things. What did you see? The did thing you? where it says, he'll fight another Marvel hero. Yeah. That's a direct reference to Moon Knight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It probably but, locks it in officially that this is going to happen. This, but this is also coming from FanFest. Yeah, yeah, and the last paragraph says, whether or not this will still happen is up in the air. And that's the thing. At any oh, rate, we certainly part. hope this is true. Oh, yeah. Then don't put that in your headline, you clickbait jackasses. So that's why I I did my due diligence before posting. It was just the imagery on this one, and this tied it into Moon Knight better than the other ones that I'd seen. I'd seen um, this um, Jessica showing up in uh, She Hulk because of the law and the like. There are a lot of ties, like because. Uh, Jessica and I can't remember what She-Hulk worked together in the comics and they were also for in Heroes for Hire and what point in time so like there are a lot Isn't of Isn't She-Hulk's name also Jessica? I think I've, I, I, I didn't want to say it out loud but I think it is and I, I think I, that's what's throwing me off because you said that and I was like no that's no, right um, that can't wait it, a second it, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about but did, um, Jessica Jones Jessica Jones and they worked together like she hired her as a private Jennifer guy, Walters Jennifer, Jennifer, yes. Um, so those are the rumors that have been churning on the internet. And then I saw this one. I'm like, I can't, I can't not, not put this up here because I would love for this to happen, and it, and it can. I want it to. I'm will. I'm putting this out into the universe. Make this a thing of reality. This is uh, Evan's version of the secret. Yeah, You're putting it out there in the universe. Putting it out there in the universe. To manifest it, make it happen for Evan. Please, so, you know, if you, if you get your Jensen, your bearded Jensen Eccles, come on now. <laughs> yeah, listen, we all have to get our thing, okay? 
Yes, things will be gotten. <laughs> Unless you're Catwoman. Unless you're Catwoman. <laughs> Including things that I'm I want. I'm not going to let that go, apparently. <laughs> no. No, you will not. Which, you know, listen. Oh, man, I can't even say that reference. Never mind. Thank Moving you. on. Uh, <clears throat> I'm really excited about another thing, like Lock and Key Season 2, no, Chris. No, no, no. Nope. Did you just skip over the, like, how, the, one how of the very dare you coolest articles in here? <laughs> how very dare you. This comes from gamesradar.com. This one brought me a lot of joy. Cowboy Bebop Netflix series gets fall release date and teases for first look at John Cho's Spike, which is all cool, except the real news here is that Yoko Kano, the composer behind the iconic soundtrack of the original Cowboy Bebop anime, will be creating the soundtrack for the new live action series. Yeah. I, I, Sorry, I, I'm just not excited about it. I never watched uh, the anime, and I just don't care. We're gonna watch the anime. I'm gonna make you watch the. You anime. don't even watch anime. I've, That's I've, listen. I've I don't even watch anime either, and I can get behind Cowboy Bebop. My dad liked this show. Like, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop is not your typical anime. It's a different thing, which is why this live action adaptation is similar to why the last man gets me pretty goddamn nervous because it's one of those things that yes it has some anime tropes in it but there's a very different feel to this show than anime it's very self-contained it is those episodes and a movie that's totally optional (laughs) like it doesn't really add anything or take anything away um but the music in this show is indisputably fantastic Um, yeah i know i know the music is good yeah so the fact that they're getting Yoko Kano hopefully playing, you know, the seatbelts are performing it as well uh, back in the driver's seat as far as doing the music is super awesome. It was really cool to see the characters, like they see the actors sort of in their look as their, their, their characters for the show. I could have sworn that was in this article that there was a, a video of them sitting down for an interview and um, it's each one of them by themselves and... As they're getting ready to start the interview, the interviewer goes, "Okay, you ready? All right, one, two, and then the music kicks in." Yeah, it's uh, if you go down to the the net the tweet from Netflix okay. that's in the article, the video is attached to that. It's watching them just listening to the music, and then it just like you could see that it was real, like they weren't prepared for it, and then they, mm-hmm. just that music just takes you over. That to- theme song, the song is called "Tank," and if you've never heard it before, it's so good. I mean, that's. This soundtrack is out of control good, and there are a lot of songs in there that... Good stuff. Man, good, oh man. good, good, good stuff. I'm, I'm stoked for this show. Uh, the fact that they got Yoko Kano doing the music has put a lot more of my you know mental unease at ease. I'm still very curious how they're going to handle Ed, but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm just, I feel weird about a lot of stuff when they do like anime to live action too, because like they have um, a really hard time with like the anime look of characters translating to real life people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like cosplayers make it look really easy and cool, but I've never seen that effectively translate to live action stuff. And I think I'm just, well, that's the difference between um, li- like live action television and cosplay. Cosplays are going for a true representation of the anime when you got it, when you're doing it in the show, that won't work. Someone dressed up as but any like, of those characters, true to the anime, won't work in real television. But like, that's one of the things that makes a lot of anime characters iconic is those looks. It's, like, it's, and that's that's where I struggle a lot with adaptations. 
Um, also, I just realized, like, you guys were not just busting my chops. I opened this link out of order, so I'm sorry that I oh. skipped it. Like, <laughs> that is okay. They're already taking some pretty order. strong liberties with the characters. Like, in, I mean, you know, first off, they would Jet's a black guy, and that's great because you know the guy's name was Jet Black for fuck's sake, <laughs> uh, and and just this guy seems perfectly cast for that character's attitude. So that's mm -hmm. great. Uh, the girl looks a lot like Faye. And John Cho, that hair, like it's that, that's the thing. Like it doesn't look exactly like the anime, but it looks like what that hair would look like in real life. Yep. So I, I just think this is, I think this is great. Um, again, very cautiously optimistic, but uh, yeah, I'm, I've been itching mm -hmm. to do a Cowboy Bebop rewatch anyway. So, so you guys anyway. watched uh, where you guys where did you see all of the looks? Uh, you see where it says Netflix geeked. Yeah. That's oh, click see you, more. If you open that yeah, up, you click can, see more, and then you can see this little video of them all reacting to the music. And that's—I oh, okay. don't know that they're wearing costumes for the show. I—I I would assume that they're not because Jet never wore anything, even remotely like that in the cartoon. Jet's much more, you know, just wearing garage clothes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm into it. Cool. So. Speaking of stuff we're into, Nerdist reports Lock and Key teases season two images and release date. I can't remember. Did we finish Lock and Key? Yeah, I was mad at it, remember? No. Oh, that's fine. I remember. We should we do a rewatch. Yeah, we should do, we can do a rewatch because I've I had enough time away from the comic that I feel like I can accept that it's not as good. I remember being mad at it for the entirety of the time we were watching it, but I can't yeah. remember if we actually finished the season we did we finished watching the season because i was mad about how the season ended because it took everything out of continuity and i was like i don't even know what they're gonna put into season two I got it. like i remember now yeah okay. so i, I i'm right, i was they hoping ended season two in such a season one is such a weird spot yeah so they can still like they finished season one like where the book ended but then like kind of looped around we're like but we got a couple I'm more fa episodes. I'm fascinated by it. I think it is such a weird way of telling the story. And while I ultimately would have preferred they just adapt it, I think if you're going to fuck with it, doing it this way makes it really interesting. Yeah, like that's actually what I'm hoping for. So one of the things that I've realized, like since the whole Shadow and Bone thing, is that I'm I'm very unforgiving of a first season being entirely used as setup for a second season of a show, and. Uh, I th I expected because Lock and Key's story was so good by itself uh, in the comics, and I have it in like as three large volumes. Um, so because they were released in this format where I was reading them in volumes, each volume standalone is magnificent, and mm -hmm. so I I carried those expectations into the show, thinking that. E each season if they canceled the show after that first season you should still be satisfied with everything that happened and i wasn't i was absolutely not happy at all and so i'm hoping that what they're doing in the show is taking all of that inspiration and kind of going in another direction of exploration and i can forgive it if the second season makes up for what the first season lacked for me because there's enough. a lot of really I important loved stuff the first season i was utterly fascinated by it i thought they portrayed visually things that i i just couldn't imagine being in real life with the you know the art style in the lock and key comic is very comic book it's mm -hmm. you know like you were saying with anime like 
th- that artist was very Captain Sameface, and how are you going to translate that so well into live action? And I just I think they handled it really well. I was just very much enjoyed watching that show for what it is as a direct adaptation of the comic book. You know, it was weird being like, well, I just read this and it's weird that this is happening so out of order where, how far are they going to go with this? And then they mm-hmm. went that far and I was like, well, where are they going to go? Oh, oh yeah. that's neat. And <laughs> so I, I want to, I, I want to see where it goes. I'm, I'm very interested. And we will see where it goes in October. I we yeah, will. I, I have, I have hopes for it. I just, I, I think it's also going to be hard for me to just be open to it because of the way that they took that first section, um, like the mind key the way they changed the mind key affected a lot of aspects of the storytelling that are key later in the story. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended, bitches. Um, And I'm mad about it. Like, I'm mad about it because it changes everything about the storytelling. Like, you just... Okay, moving on. I don't want to get re-mad. Too late. Same story, different medium. (sighs) Anyway. Anyways. So, uh, this is just a YouTube link. Netflix uh, showed off the first trailer for Masters of the Universe Revelation. It sure looks beefy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, looks, it looks great. It looks great. So good that I reposted it, not realizing that Carrie posted it. <laughs> posted not even just like, like literally the same link. Yeah, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a YouTube link. Like, we probably both saw it in the same place. This, we should talk about this. I'm ready. This is so. This is nostalgia on top of nostalgia on top of nostalgia. Like this is exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, they're not reinventing this. They're There's, just making more He-Man and they're making yeah. it look better. Yes. Yeah. And that's like yes. That's that's what you should do. Yes. <laughs> For all the stuff I watched as a kid, this was one of the few things that I've only seen like a very small amount of and always wanted more but never knew how to watch it and now like seeing this happen i feel like i get to capture a part of my childhood that i missed out on i just love that they haven't modernized any of the designs like nope nope in any way shape or form and it still looks dope it is so 80s and orco shows up in this trailer there is a split second where you see orco and i was like yes yes little flying wizard has to be in it <laughs> damn it yes I, I i don't even know um i'm into it i'm 100 percent. i used to love he-man when i was a kid <laughs> but so side note speaking of he-man um angela and i are, are helping a friend of ours uh work on a kickstarter and his name is uh his name is chris chris campana and he is an artist who loves him some he-man and we are trying to figure out a way to work him a um what is, what is that thing called not an icon his um logo avatar an avatar oh that one yeah and because he loves he-man specifically man at arms so much he wants his his avatar to be his face with that helmet <laughs> and we're both sitting there and i don't know if you know that character by name but it's the green guy and he wears a helmet he's got a big porn mustache and if you just look at a still of it it looks like a penis head Yes, Straight up does. does, and we're like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be your avatar, and we are we are proud to be a part of it. <laughs> proud to be a part of it. I feel like I'm making history. Good, good stuff. It's gonna be magical, so you know, look for that helmet, guys. Speaking of magical, uh, and not other stuff, uh, for, 
Variety.com reports She-Hulk series at Disney Plus casts Jamila Jamil. Yay! What <laughs> what villain is she playing? Does it say? Uh oh, they, did, did it say it in this one? I saw it in another article, and now I can't remember who it is. I don't know She-Hulk, so I, I think either. I probably read it and it fell out of my brain because I don't know. Yeah, I saw it somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, what she's known for. Yeah, oh, this yeah, article can... doesn't have it. She will reportedly be playing Titania. Okay. That's Let's that's a, like a if I'm not mistaken a, a metal, like a. Wait, but it's no, wait Titania. Okay. Yeah, not Tatiana. No, that's I just read that and I was like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> JK, JK, everything's fine. I can totally. Tatiana read. is not playing Titania. <laughs> The no. emphasis is on the other syllable. <laughs> oh, I'm just excited to see more of her in something else. Yeah, she was so awesome in the good place. Yeah. Did you see what she was doing? Like she was doing a game show type show with um impractical jokers. I did not, but that doesn't surprise me because yeah. like prior to the good place, that was her job. She was a what they call in England a presenter. Okay. She had zero acting experience prior to the Good Place. Okay. Okay. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. It's, it's it's a weird whether watching. I I think it was like YouTube videos or something to that effect, and they're, they're figuring out how poorly it's gonna go, how how horrible the video is gonna turn out. So it's like two teams, and the Impractical Jokers, you know, are just funny guys. So she does a good job. She, I mean, she's very, she's very entertaining. I didn't know that she had no acting experience, but uh, good on her, and she's in a good place for this oh, role. Get out of my house! I'm not sorry. I'm not in your house anymore. Get out of my house. I'm at the window. Okay. All right, <laughs> you creep. <laughs> All right, TVLine.com delivers some some bad news, sort of, maybe, I guess. Zoe's playlist boss urges fans not to give up in wake of cancellation. Quote, I refuse to believe the show is dead. And Oh, rubbish, filth, muck, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. I agree. I mean, yeah, they want this to go to somewhere else like Peacock, and I hope that it will because I really want more. The show is great, and people love it. People love it. This is what I don't get. Right. Why did Paul it get Feig canceled said, if people love like, it? I feel like it's 21 years ago all over again when Freaks and Geeks got canceled. Like, yes, exactly that. Freaks and Geeks was in another amazing show that he was involved in that got canceled too soon. What are you doing, NBC? Knock this shit off. Karen has spoken. Yeah, you know what? I I completely agree. This is just one of those things that you got to look at something like this and the uh, groundswell behind it, and I'll never understand the world of TV executives. Uh, I don't know what they want out of this show that they're not getting. I guess that more viewers, more traditional TV ratings, like that's uh, it's just not what it's about anymore. And I think this show has the uh, the audience that it it has at least some of the audience that it should have, mm-hmm. um, and could probably do better elsewhere i don't know 
hashtag save Zoe's playlist or whatever it is. It's a do that. Go online and yell and scream at the top of your lungs to bring the yes. show back. You're yes, correct. please. Save Zoe's playlist at, is the there hashtag. It is. At the very least, get it one more season to wrap itself up. Let the show run a course. Let Skylar Aston sing to me. Yes. <laughs> Let you him cowards. sing to all of us and warm our cold, dead hearts. Uh, let's see. TV line. Psych 3. Alan Maldonado joins Peacock threequel as a spoiler. Um, Psych still going? No. So that's why I said I know this is a movie, but it's about Psych. Okay. And I loved that show. Um, apparently there was, there has always been the plan of having three movies after the fact, and they're finally getting that wish granted. Um, so apparently Gus is seeing a woman. And this gentleman, Alan Maladano, is playing her ex. So, but, but there's good, they're just making another psych movie, which Lassie Comes Home was great. Like, this, it's just more psych, and I'm happy to be a part of that because I will watch <laughs> the hell out of this. I'll join you. I like that the sub the the, the like the subtitle of the movie is "This Is Gus." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cute. Yeah. Well, Lassie, come home. Come on now. That's just funny. Gus deserves the time to shine, you know? I don't disagree. I never was able to get into Psych, but uh, I feel like maybe I would if I gave it more of a chance. But who has that kind of time? It's true. I'm In fact, I haven't even seen the last season of Castlevania. Speaking of which, we talked a little bit recently <laughs> that uh, Castlevania... Was uh, the Castlevania was canceled, but they're probably going to do something else. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, you've wrapped up Castlevania 3 pretty darn tightly, and there's so much other Castlevania lore you can pull from. And look at that. They're j- diving right into um, a, from possibly lore wise, my favorite era of Castlevania, which is uh, from the. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Yeah, you are. <laughs> the, we know. Uh, ter- Move on. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, to, the Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, uh, which is this. The reason that this is a smart move is that so the Castlevania series was based on Castlevania Three, which introduced the character of Alucard, who came back in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, sent <clears throat> set hundreds of years later. So the Castlevania Yawn. spinoff is going to be starring Richter Belmont and uh, uh, probably eventually Alucard and other characters from that universe as well like maria renard set in 1792 france during the french revolution i'm totally into it i'm very excited i'm snickering over here not because of your your intense love for castlevania but because uh our son had a play date this afternoon and (laughs) that was one of the pieces of game trivia he showed chose to share with his friend was hey jj do you know what Dracula spelled backwards is? <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> I like this kid he's playing with has no idea anything about Castlevania. He's like a very like traditional modern, you know, <laughs> he's into Five Nights and Freddy's kind of kid. Yes. Bad <laughs> Roblox like, and <laughs> You know what? You know what Dracula is spelled backwards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cute he's such adorable a my son's kid. over here sharing my joy for metroid dread so nice yay you know i Dang gotta be honest i tease you about this stuff chris but i actually do really love your knowledge of the lore because i've i've said this before it's a lot of stuff and it's hard to follow if you're not a really big fan of it so like it can be intimidating and you're just helping to simplify it a little bit oh well, appreciate you 
on a on a super fun and completely absurdly ridiculous note uh so like i said this this is going to be based on a game called rondo of blood which never released in america officially and it was on a super obscure game system and somebody's actually releasing that game this year like on the original weirdo system so like the eight people that still have a functioning turbo duo in america can get an officially licensed fully translated version of castlevania rondo of blood for the first time nice complete insanity i love it for the real fans out there yeah Castlevania. All right, the direct.com tells us Hulk's son to appear in She-Hulk Disney Plus series. What? Scar son of Hulk is showing up in what? So, uh, okay. I feel like the show is going to be bonkers. That's that's yes. Yes, it has to be bonkers. Um so our our mutual friend Jared the other day posted something about the MCU and I said what I want to see from the, this current iteration of the MCU because Disney is buying every possible title that they can and now having full access to the Marvel Universe, I want to see World War Hulk. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is one of my favorite Marvel epics. Okay? Covers every Marvel character that has shown up ever. And now they're introducing Scar, which is a child that Hulk had while he was off planet because of the the Illuminati, which was Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Reed Richards. Like, they can do that now, okay? What apparently this is, the, the scar is, is from that time period where, you know, Hulk, dumb Hulk, got into a plane and, and flew away. And came back. I don't. I don't really remember how he was able to fly a plane, being dumb Hulk. But still, Jarvis. He he flew away, and he was gone for a bit. So apparently, in that bit of time, he had a kid, and now there's going to be a legal comedy about it. Yeah, this uh, this article saying that that Scar was conceived on Sakar, <laughs> yeah, which was the Jeff Goldblum pleasure planet. <laughs> so, like, that actually happened in the MCU. Yeah. Hulk went there. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Will Bruce Banner have to pay alimony? <laughs> and does MCU Hulk even know this character exists? Dude, it, we, I, it's all up in the air, Chris. These are all unanswered questions that we have to wait Look, the more important question, answers. and I know Karen wants to know, is did they do oral? Because, you know, <laughs> oh, superheroes Jesus don't Christ do that. <laughs> <laughs> so they keep saying the, uh, a, a, a law a law comedy? Or, or, like, as if that's a normal thing on television. Like, Haven't a legal you ever comedy. Law and Order? No, no, it's a, they call it a legal comedy. Sorry. <laughs> Is there another legal comedy that I'm I'm not familiar with other yes, than there Night is. The Grinder. <laughs> the that... Grinder, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Okay, all right, I stand corrected. I'm sorry because the only one I could think of was Night Court, and I'm like, is this where we're going? What was Matlock? That was a mystery. Oh, okay. it was a legal mystery. Like he solved the the case whilst solving the crime. Okay, cool. <sighs> I guess. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I, we've got one left. 
I'm like more excited. laughing deliriously at this point. <laughs> Theatermania.com. Gaston and LeFou. Did you say Gaston? Just like I Sorry. said bros. Gaston I, and LeFou series with Luke Evans and Josh Gad officially announced at Disney+. Plus. Oh, slap a bitch. <laughs> I was so excited by this article. I am. I have mixed feelings. Okay, Kel, go on. On the one hand, uh, you could not ask for a better Gaston and LeFou than these two. Yes. They were great in the live action Beauty and the Beast, which I know people had mixed feelings on. Um, I, I mean, they were pretty explicit in that movie that, like... LeFou has got the hots for Gaston. Yeah. Rightly so. So I am wondering how much they're, how much of that is going to be into put into this show. Um, so, you know, I think it has the potential to be watchable and to have some interesting stuff going on in it. I also, I don't know how thrilled I am about centering like an obnoxious villain like Gaston in a show like I don't feel like maybe that character deserves his own show okay I feel like this show is going to make fun of him and it's going to be about him failing constantly that's honestly what I feel like I mean I hope so I I hope they don't try to make us like him because how could like we know where yeah and we know how he ends he's not likable when it ends so like why would I ever like Gaston that's I'm excited because I get LeFou, and I get, like, hopefully, maybe, I don't know. Was there going to be a musical number on this? I don't remember. There has to be. Um, But, I yeah, I mean, I guess I can see your point, too. I don't want it to be something that, like, glorifies his villainy. And it's not necessarily about whether or not they make him likable. It's just, like, it. I don't know that they... I just don't like the character, and I don't know that, like... <laughs> It's like, oh, just let's put and make it. Lit. Here was a movie that was about a girl and a beast and an outcast and whatever. Let's make it about the white guy that was in the movie. Let's make a show about that. Like, ugh. okay. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I know I'm like, I have a, a reputation at this point for being like a raging feminist or whatever. But like, really, I don't know if I care about watching this. Okay. Well, it also includes a third character, which right, uh, I'm assuming is that I black woman like, in the middle. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not <laughs> like, all about... And then theoretically speaking, if they continue the storyline or well, continue the story that they used for the live action Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, LeFou is homosexual. So there well, are other right. aspects of that other than just Gaston being the white guy. Okay. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I'm just... I have two two minds about this. I, I'm cautious about it. I'm yeah, not proceed like, proceed with caution. Totally in the tank for this. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I, if it is, if it is, it does end up being done well. I think it has some quality elements going for it. So I guess we'll see. Jury is out. Theoretically, because. Tony nominee Leslie Tommy will serve as executive producer. I'm going to assume there will be lots of music in it. Okay. And also knowing that like 
uh, Brianna Middleton is part of the principal cast. I don't think that it's going to go the way... I, I, I think it's safe to be a little more optimistic than cautious. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see because uh, we don't know a whole lot. And like, I'm wondering if this is going to be something where it's trying to paint him as like... I don't see the thing I'm trying to figure out is when was he a soldier and is that part of what made him the way he is? Or are they going to turn it that way? I don't know, but I'm, I'm know. curious. Cause I liked, I liked the way that these characters were portrayed by these actors. And, um, I don't know. I want to see it. I want to see it before I say anything else. The, there's a good parallel to this, which is that, um, there was the whole hunger games trilogy of books. And then, there was going to be uh, the author announced, like, I'm going to write a prequel to The Hunger Games, you guys. And everybody got really excited because everybody loves The Hunger Games. And then she said, and the prequel is going to be about President Snow as a young person. And we were like, really? That guy? The old white guy who ruined everything? We don't necessarily want a story about that guy. Mm -hmm. And I didn't read the book so i'm not gonna pass judgment on whether it ended up being any good or not but the point was more like here's a story about a young woman heroine who's like awesome and kicks all kinds of ass and like we're gonna make another book in her universe to like um you know to expand the world but instead we're gonna focus on someone who's not her who like the villain you're gonna focus on the villain you're gonna focus on the villain and you're gonna focus on someone who like made it everything worse for her like why are we focusing our attention in this world on that aspect of it yeah it to me that's not like when they're doing like you know how disney's doing like the villain series and they're kind of doing like rewrites this is not that and i don't i don't think they're going to be able to do that with gaston because if they did do that with him i wouldn't be interested like I liked seeing Gaston fail because he was a villain and I liked watching the villain lose, you Mm know? Um, If they try to make him sort of heroic, it's not going to work for me at all. (laughs) So, So, eh, we'll see. We sure will, unless we don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be me. I still haven't seen the live action Beauty and the Beast. I just don't want to. But uh hey, I'm I'm happy for people who want to watch this and get something out of it. We yeah, you it didn't see it good. because you weren't the aunt of an eight year old niece who was like all about it when it came out. Well true. You know, not for nothing, we did just watch the live action Cruella. Yeah. And it was actually it was quite good. Dalmatians killed her mom. I mean, it was I not like going to let go. One of, that of one. the stupidest things of all the ridiculous shark jumping bullshit. <laughs> Dalmatians killed her mom. Let's 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 be realistic. Yeah. The fall killed her mom. <laughs> okay. Actually, the the not necessarily the fall. It was the the abrupt stopping. At the end of the fall, that killed her mother. But you know, it was actually lung cancer. She died on the way down. <laughs> no, the Dalmatians absolutely did not help the cause. I understand that. Well, come on. I thought it was perfect for the absurdity of the world they were creating. And that's exactly. I still haven't watched it. I can't. I can't do it. 
There, I mean, honestly, there is one scene in the movie that it's actually worth watching the movie to see when she is, there's this car chase and she doesn't know how to drive and she's actually behind the wheel driving. And it, it looks as if they made the cartoon reel with Cruella DeVille behind the cartoon mm-hmm. version of Cruella DeVille behind the wheel. It's the elbows and the arms and everything. It was the way she, her whole body, the, yeah, her posture in that so scene. so well. And that um, crazy eyes and all of that. It, it did a really good job with that. Yeah, like the the um. Hold on, I wanted to see because I feel like I could picture it from the movie. Like her eyes were all red, and um, that's when they were escaping the the party. Yeah, like she's like no no no. But I'm talking about like the original movie. Yeah, there's a scene where she's driving, and it is. It, you can feel the embodiment of the character it is so well done it is so well done um but yes true dalmatians did kill her yeah but i mean it is it's ridiculous it's utter absurdity there's no there's no doubt about it i had no idea how they were going to take the character and put a twist on it and i wasn't really sure that i wanted that but i was like you know what i'm gonna watch it anyway because i like emma stone and um i was not disappointed she did a phenomenal job the cast was great and you know giving it the 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 way that the movie presents itself like i keep saying the absurdity of that world it makes it all viable like i'm not trying to make it realistic at all Mm -mm. so then why make it real Uh, to give Emma Stone a paycheck? I have a fundamental disagreement with these live-action Disney things, and I'm not a huge fan of the whole, you know, all right, what's the next Disney villain we're going to humanize? Let's let's make them all, let's make it all happen. And, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I'm happy for people to enjoy it, because I'm all about letting people enjoy things. You know, you want to like it? Then like it. Have fun. I'm into it. So, what I'm not into is being awake anymore, so it's time to wrap things up. That that is gonna be our show. Thank you for listening to me scream. Uh, this week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at Geekade Chris, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo force magazine karen where can people find you uh you can find me and my work basically all over the internet at stm stitches on facebook twitter instagram tiktok and etsy angie where can people find you you can find me on social medias at a for not a f e r n o t and evan where can people find you all the socials at geekade underscore evan If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who the heck you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. So, our next episode is going to be a proper TV discussion episode where we'll be talking about Danger 5, right? 
Yep. That's next? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Excited. It? Danger 5, I Danced for Hitler? I think it's, it's episode one, season two. Spectacular. Season. Yeah, that's, that's a listener request? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a listener request from Ferg, the host yes. of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast. One fun thing that Ferg does on his show is that he reads what people tell him, uh, like leave comments on Facebook stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. He reads that on his show. Okay. So his next episode is about Taz for the Atari 2600. So I said, all right, I'll leave you some feedback, but you have to promise me you'll read it on the show. And then I wrote out a bunch of phonetic Taz noises. (laughs) Oh, my God. Exactly. So uh, (laughs) give a listen to the next episode of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast and hear Ferg make Taz noises. (laughs) You're welcome. That's so great. Evil genius, honey. Deal. I was proud of that. I love Ferg. All right, uh, that's good. That that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm I'm, I'm going to explode and think about uh, Metroid some more. And uh, uh, one more special thing is happening between now and the next time we record. So I just want to give a special shout out to the host of this week's episode. Chris Randazzo is turning 40 this year. It's his Woo-hoo! birthday. Give him some love. Woo! Show him, you know, You're old. Hit up the Welcome socials the club, and sir. tell him how much you love him and love the podcast and say happy birthday. Aw, thank you. Do it. I've you won't. I've felt old since I was 20, so it's nice to finally have the age to back it up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks cool. for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Good night. You guys want to hear the the Justice League song? Yeah. Yes. <laughs>